When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm going to say a sentence and you tell me how accurate or inaccurate it is. The Dolphins are the Lions of the AFC and the Lions are the Dolphins of the NFC. <laughs> that's 100%. Um, um, there's a fatal flaw in these two teams. Exact. And, and they're both eminently watchable. They both have great constructed offenses, offenses that are on a week-to-week basis producing wonderful highlights for our viewing pleasure. Um, but thematically, what I wanted to discuss before we get into like the kind of the, the meat of the power rankings is the Cowboys bullied the bullies with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Eagles in the past have bullied, uh, and the Bills even, have bullied the Dolphins. The Dolphins are there. They, can, they, can seem, to, they, they seem to be bullyable. Um, the Bears bullied the fucking Lions, slapped them around because, quite frankly, I mean, in the, immor- in the immortal words of Aaron Rodgers, we still own you. There's there's no world in which the fucking Lions can ever get good enough to not get slapped around by the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. I'm sorry. And I was super confident going into that game. And I know you see you like you came away from it going like, oh, that's so crazy that the Bears won. I was like, no, I knew I fucking knew it was just uh, the, the, the world was aligned. Um, but cause it's the fucking lions, Bob, you have to remember this stuff, you know, like th- there's, there's more, there's more Maddens in your library with shitty dolphin and lion teams than there are good ones. You know what I mean? So we just have to remember who these franchises are from time to time. Um, thematically, like if you, and forget the actual teams, if you were building an NFL team right now to go and win a Super Bowl, what kind of a team would you build? Because if this was the first four weeks, we would have said zone run athletic super fast skill positions, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. If this was, uh, if this was maybe this, these last four weeks before this week, it's like, we need it. We need a hard nosed team. We need a trenches team. We, we need a team that can do a vertical run and, and beat you through the air. Like once you're beat up on the ground, all the formulas have worked at some point, but there's no seeming definite formula. Right. I, so what I kind of a team would you build to, to, in order to find success in today's NFL? Uh, I think the tried and true way. And I think you're seeing it just, with, just be good. <laughs> well, the, yeah, fair. But I think you're seeing it with the Cowboys. I think you saw it with the Chiefs when they were dominant. You see it with the Eagles. You see it with uh, the Rams back in the day or even now now with Cup. Uh, above average to great quarterback. And a non-diva, true number one wide receiver. You can take that to the fucking bank, in my opinion. Okay, but the Bills are at the bank with that. 
and they and they, no, and they can't the get their chest. Diggs is they, kind they of a diva, their chest. Though. Is he? Is he? You know, though? he's kind of a. And yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, but I mean, they still were there. They were there. They yeah. just couldn't get over the hump, and that's still what four or five years of continued success with that exact formula. So, like, that's if you're asking me to build a team, that's what I do. Yeah, you you need a good quarterback and wide receiver combo. I that's just, it. It's still true that you can't win on the run. You, like you can, you, can't. you, you can, can build a great regular season. You can survive. On the back of the you run. can survive. Yeah, you can survive. You can maybe win a playoff game on the back of the run, but you're eventually going to run into that team, aren't you? You're eventually going to run into, um, not now, but you know Patrick Mahomes and 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 Travis Kelsey, uh, or Tyree Patrick Kill. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. You're going to run into Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. You're going to run into exactly. Tom and Gronk or or Tom and any other sort of iteration, Tom and Randy, or, you know, whatever, like some iteration of Tom Brady's weapons. Um, Tom Brady and Chris Godwin. I don't fucking know. But like it like you're going to you're going to run into a guy, a tandem. Um, unfortunately, Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase not sort of featuring in this conversation anymore. Um, that's that's probably going to take you down. And that's still sort of the name of the game. Why? Because I think the rules are laid out to have the most benefit to those two positions. <laughs> am I am I wrong? Get, no, like, right. no, you're right. I wanted to, right. I want to talk about the referees, and I I don't talk about the referees very often with you on the show because it's it's not that it's a boring conversation. It's just that like it it's it's an it's it feels shitty that we have to have it. And I feel we're finally at the point where we need to talk about it because it has been a piss poor refereeing season, like really, really, really bad. And the only thing I can think, I mean, it's not always affecting my team. And when it does, it pisses me off, obviously, more. I was looking at sort of the um, national media after Mahomes and Andy Reid's reaction. Obviously, this is going to be a staple of this conversation. After Mahomes and Andy Reid's reaction to um, the offsides call on Kadarius Tony that resulted in probably the best play of the season, maybe the best best play of the last th- five years, clearly fucking offsides. Okay, record. so this has been this has been the national media sort of uh, talking point, right? Where it's like, well, he's clearly offsides. You guys have gotten calls in the past, and the two sides of the argument are what I have a problem with. Like the fact that it's you guys have gotten bad calls going your way in the past. You can't bitch or well, he was clearly offside, you know, whatever. Or it's like I, my you first can't instinct, call that. My first instinct was that you can't call that. Like it's like it's a it's a fucking ticky tack foul. It's to decide a fucking game. You've got to be fucking smarter than that. But I don't want the referees refereeing in context. I want them to just call the the, the fouls that are fouls and the penalties that are penalties. I, I want them just to get it right. My issue is this isn't transitioning into a larger conversation about how. There's situations you can point to this season where they don't call that. So the, the like there's there's situations like the the PI the week before Mahomes and, and Reed stay completely quiet on that's a more egregious call. If you so ask. that's you, so to me, that's where this is coming from. To be perfect, so I, I have two different. I have a conspiracy uh, theory route on this, and I love like it. I a love conspiracy. Yeah, and, and you want to like talk about JFK just, after this? I'm down. Yeah, but we. That's a whole separate podcast, but we can fucking do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, so all of a sudden, you got my brain just going down. To, I I'll went down four. I went down four different rabbit holes in a matter of four seconds after you said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there, there's a very logical way to look at this, where it's like last week they were so professional, 
on such an egregious call. I don't it know was, if I would have been able to keep my shit it, together. Yeah, it was, it was, it was honestly the worst pass interference miss I've seen since the Rams Saints since that playoff like, that that Agreed. playoff game. Yeah, yeah it, it was, it was so egregious. Where I saw it was like, what the, what just happened? How, how on earth do you not call that? He was like four seconds early, and he tapped that. It was really bad. There was also, by the way. I don't necessarily think that you should be calling these and I, you know, I don't want to, I don't really want to discuss it now, but there was another one in the, for the Hail Mary for the, for the 500. Agreed. The yeah. There was yeah, like there was. Kelsey got, got interfered with there too. And it's like, I like, I, I kind of don't really want you to call those. Like, I think you're just playing 500 in the schoolyard in situations like that. Like whoever can get it, can get it. And if you want to fucking, if you want to push and shove each other in those situations, like I'm good with it, but on the back of a no call, and and a no call that every human being that that follows football in context agreed happened because Marquez Valdez Scantling is, is the guy who got interfered garbage, with, and nobody right. gives a fuck about Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. If that's Tyreek Hill, pi right away. If that's Insta. fucking, if that's if that's and if that's Puka Nakua, pi right away. Cooper Cup, pi right away. Like if honestly, if that's like Juju Smith Schuster, they're calling that fucking they're yeah, calling that probably. fucking pi. To probably. be honest with you, like. There, I, I think there's probably 50 guys that they're calling a fucking PI for in that situation. And and Marquez Valdez Scantling, unfortunately, is 51. And and that's bullshit. Like, that's not cool. That's bad refereeing. You're bad at your job. And it, and, and, and I have I've said this in the chat in a league where everything is elite. Every single thing yeah, is elite. Yeah. The broadcasts are elite. The medical staffs are elite. That well, say what you will about the blue 10, the concussions, but the medical staffs are elite. If you get to the NFL of something, you've gotten to the top of that thing. Yeah. We well, so yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I agree. Was there no, is there more to that? No, no, it's just you no, were okay. you were itching to jump in. So so yeah, no, so this is where my conspiracy theory comes in. Right. So the logical portion is like, yes, it just bubbled over. Um, you know, technically he was offsides. Technically. Although there's footage of him checking in, all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's also, and you know, I know this has been hashed around the national media all week, but there's also the thing of like, apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently, when it happens once or twice, because it's such a little ticky tack call, you get a warning. You, you get, get warning. like, hey, like, they'll tell the head coach. Yeah. My understanding is they'll tell the head coach, like, yo, tell him to line up properly. He's offsides. We're going to call that next time, which but, seems kind of fair because offsides is nothing. It doesn't affect the play. Like, it doesn't. Agree. But so, also, so also the logical portion of it is like, it's like last week, right? It is MVS. He sucks. But they're not going to give him that call. Right. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, Kadarius. Yeah. It's yeah. Kadarius Tony. Yeah. And Kadarius Tony is known for being a fucking idiot and known for doing shit just well, the right like reason the Giants this. fucking traded him and he was a right. first just okay. like this. So yeah. like it's it's like it's like the 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 bad kid on the playground who tosses dirt and gets in trouble no matter what. But there's I don't this disagree with here. the idea that, you know, like, that, I mean? you, know they, you shouldn't be like, letting the referees win or lose you games. Like, I think if you're really, truly yeah. great, you don't put yourself in a position where the referees can make that but, call. And I, I agree with that. But the thing is, that was one of the best plays of all time. But like, so yeah, that, that's where my conspiracy comes in, right? So all that aside. What is the narrative around the NFL right now, right? So I the mean, conspiracy is it's fixed. Right, the refs are affecting everything. It's fixed to affect the Chiefs. It's fixed to affect the Eagles. They get all the calls. Everything's their way. All of a sudden, 
in my opinion, the past two weeks, we've seen egregious calls affect this team the game. In my mind, right, if the NFL was fixed, right, and it was becoming blatantly obvious that these great teams were getting these calls and it was, you know, there was stat people were people were dropping stats of like the the holding calls against Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and the best teams in the league over the past 10 years were like it was like two percent of ninety-eight percent of the holds were against those guys, which is like a crazy number. You know, and all of a sudden it completely flips. You know what I mean? Like Okay, I do may, I do maybe I maybe at. people were peeking at, under I, the hood I, and they're like, oh my, shit. Oh, it's my shit. natural. We gotta, it's, it's my we natural. Gotta, we gotta cover this up. It's my natural post-COVID instinct to poke holes in conspiracy theories. So let me just poke a few holes in the conspiracy okay, theory. Okay. Number it's one. Funny, it's funny. COVID has led me. Led me. <laughs> so, so I've gone the opposite direction since COVID. I've been like, all right, let me. What the fuck? All right. Before we descend into the Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> let's 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 just let's stick to the to the task at hand. We'd let be better. We'd, we'd, we'd be better. Of course. I mean, that guy's a moron. But yeah. here's the thing. I it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that the most elite quarterbacks in history have the most elite offensive lines in history. First off, that that's that's not a that's not a thing that like that's fair. That's like fair. the guys that protected Tom Brady, to me, if I was naming like I don't I can't name a shitload of offensive linemen, but I can probably name you like a lot of twelve of fucking Tom yeah, Brady's offensive fair. linemen, right? Like I it's. It's it's a thing, right? I already so, have like six in my head. So. Exactly, and Matt lights everybody's first one, right? So it's Joe, like, <laughs> Joe Andrewsy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, and the thing is, is that like, there's there's a reciprocity with the offensive line. Like, you can you can take a guy who's a six out of ten and put him in right guard, and if you have if he has Tom Brady behind him, there's a few factors that are going to factor in. One is you're at, you're in sort of a club, like the 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 yeah, offensive yeah. line and quarterback club, so you have to raise your game. Two. You don't want to get sure. Tom Brady sacked. Like your your motivations are through the fucking roof. Like that's not a guy you want to get sacked. And I, I would even parlay that into the idea that the referees are calling less. It's 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 you understand this because I know how closely you watch basketball. The referees are are given superstar calls because it's a it's a genuine human instinct to not want to piss off a guy that is that powerful. Like it's it's yeah. just a human instinct. It's not you know it's not rocket science. It's 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 even if you don't think you do it. You do it. And then there's the referees who are become cognizant of that. And then they call against those guys on purpose in order to like reverse the bias. There's always going to be human error in this, in this uh, system in, in refereeing across all sports. I mean, you're, you're not a soccer fan, but, but the Liverpool season, it, it, the most egregious refereeing decision in the history of me watching the sport happen this season. And, and it has referees on the brain for me. And it's easy to delve into the conspiracy theory because we're going to fix it this way. We're going to fix it that way. But really, it's just the human pattern recognition thing where you go, yeah, if we were going to fix it, this is how we would do it. So maybe they're but, doing it. But the, why would they? Why would they risk the product? It doesn't but make why, sense. Agreed. Agreed. It, there's, there's, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't. Okay. But the thing that always blows my mind about it is like, how can such a powerful organization, when there's a technology out there, right, to do certain things like you see in this tennis, is, I 100% where, where, where they can fucking pinpoint the fucking inches of like the fuck, you know what I mean? Like millimeter if it's in or out. But the NFL is relying on like, pin, you know what I mean? Strings to fucking measure things and like eye tests to get the ball spot right and shit like that. It's like, bro, 
you're just letting different things into the game that just don't you're letting human error into the game that doesn't need to be there 100%. at a certain point. It's like yeah. even with penalties, right? Even that pass interference, right? Why the fuck can't someone in the booth be like, hey, bro, that was fucking pass interference. Well, you let me let me play throw devil's advocate. Let me play, let, me, let, me play, let me play devil's advocate for a hostage. Very easy to do, though. I understand. No? And I understand. I think that there's a limit to it, though. I think that, like, there's there comes a point where I think that human judgment calls should and do hold a place in sports. I think that like the human factor of elements, uh, the, uh, the, the, the human, the human factor, I wish existed more in refereeing now in, in case in point, we're not throwing a fucking flag on Travis Kelsey, laterally jumping through the fucking air and throwing a perfect spiral midair. That was so fucking amazing. Bro. Backwards <laughs> to a player to then that then resulted in a fucking score. We're not th- that's the human element that I want in refereeing. And their aspirations to call the game by the book, right? It, uh, it is what affected that play not being a play that that has it has occurred. We're never going to talk about that play ever again. This is the last week we ever talk about what one of the one of the best plays I've seen in my life watching sports. And that's because they called the ticky tag bullshit ass offsides foul. And and that is bad for the product. It's, it's not good for, for the, the product. It wasn't product. good for the product. Yeah, it's not good. And I and I just think for it, it like the NFL is so fucking good at being good for itself. It's so amazing. That's what I'm saying, at, at, man. At elevating itself beyond every year. They do something. Almost every rule change that the NFL has done in the last five years, I agree with, with the exception of the kickoff spot moving closer to the end zone. It's resulted in I don't, I don't like the, the onside kick changes either. I think that's bullshit. I hate that they change. I, I mean, I as a psycho, I I don't want any anything taken away that could cause insane games. Like, I don't think you should be allowed to punt. But like we're not gonna get into that. Today. That'd be so fucking cool. It'd be That'd way be better. Yeah. No kicks, no punts. The only way to score is to get over that fucking line and put the fucking ball down. That's it. What a savage game the NFL. It'd would be, be unbelievable. No game, It'd be yeah. unbelievable. It'd be fucking unbelievable. It'd be the be best so thing. So savage. Um, but like, regardless of all that, it's a different. I mean, banning kickers is a different pie. We can do a whole podcast about that if you like. I've been saying it on this. Mister, give your kick. Uh, yeah. Right. No, you gave defense extra points, not kickers. Never. I gave um, the kicker extra points in our fantasy league if he should if he hits over sixty two yards, which he should get extra. But is it the fact that I don't think he should exist doesn't mean if you kick a, if you kick a world record fucking field goal, you shouldn't get like a nice little fair. happy that's bonus fair. in fantasy football. Secondly, I gave the defenses bonuses because all you scrubs that walk around playing fucking same rules Yahoo fantasy every fucking year and don't actually think about it conceptually. I don't mean you, Bobby, but I mean you a little. The the no, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm in some in depth. No, you are, you are, you are. You, have, you know, I you absolutely have fancy pedigree. I'm not, I'm not insulting your fancy pe- pedigree. I I fancy myself a good fancy football player, um, only because of like my record and how often I win and draft good teams. But I think <laughs> I think there's merit to the idea that if you draft high on a defense, he can score you more points than an individual they can score you more points than an individual player because they're not in reality an individual player and i thought we were trying to amalgamate an approximation of a real I, football game i also think it's pretty good to be good at fantasy football when you make scoring changes and don't tell everyone no just you did tell everyone but yeah. i did tell everybody you did tell everybody. you guys not <laughs> listening is not my responsibility 
Them, you being like, yeah, 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 I'm sure it'll be fine. And then getting mad about it after seven games is not is not my fault. It's not a fun job, I, w- I would might add. I don't like being the fucking commissioner. I like right. being the guy talking shit to the I don't, I don't understand. Has this started any? I don't I don't under. I, ha- I, I, I don't like being the fucking commissioner. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. I want to be the, you're in your spot being like, dude, what the fuck did you do? Why'd you do that? I want to do that. But I can't. So I have to be the adult in this room. That Sean. Never happened. That never happened. Mike did it, and he quit. He did quit. Mike, he was like, I'm done. <laughs> because nobody likes it. I, I mean, it's a limited time position. Someone's going to have to take it from me eventually. But yeah, back, back to the ref. So. Oh, yeah. If you're ever doing a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, so I just think it is, as a product, bro, it really is bullshit. They let it affect that much. It really is. That play. That play should be playing on the fucking Jumbotron when you walk into the fucking NFL Hall of Fame. In, in he Cleveland. called. So to be fair, they called it before the play. Like they called it before it even happened. It was a pre-snap. They did throw it pre-snap. It wasn't some late bullshit. Like pick it was the flag on, up. It was pick the flag up, you fucking coward. But like, yeah, exactly. if he had to pick the flag up and then gotten on his little microphone and been like, it was outsides, but that was sick. <laughs> Touchdown. That, that I would have been cool. like, cool. Fuck yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, it's all just, good. It feels like, like you said, though, everything else is getting better, but the refs are affecting the game more than ever. And it's, you know, it's like. Okay, can I start with one rule change that would just fake, just, just the first thing to do when we walk into the meeting? Before, before, when we, you and I have been elected by the owners of the various esteemed franchises, some not so esteemed. I'm looking at you, Washington, uh, franchises. And they say, Bobby and Dave, we want you to go and fix the problem. You're going to go sit down with the referees and you're just going to, you're going to, you're going to change some stuff and you're going to make it better. Here's what I, me and you talking right now, this is the scenario where we're, we're doing our pre-meeting and I'm like, Bob, I want to go in there and I want to bring up point of order 1.1. Holding calls are now five yards and I don't want to go past that that conversation until we get that done. Please, please, please. That is number one. I fucking hate holding, bro. Here's the problem with the holding. It's, 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 it, it affects it. Here's the problem with the holding. The call. Like here's here's that, the problem bro. with the holding call being 10 yards. Obviously, everybody knows the old adage. They happen on every play. I don't agree with that. I think that there's, I think they've sort of narrowed down the threshold of egregiousness with holding and they call it pretty, pretty correctly a lot of the time. Mo- and I only judge it on the fact that once the holding gets put on a replay, I'm like, oh yeah, that was, that was fucking holding. That was fucking holding. Okay, I get it. And, but I will also say nobody, and I include cornerbacks in this, nobody has a bigger disadvantage within the rules of the game than offensive linemen in their 1v1 matchups. So when you call those holding calls and punish them with 10 yards, you hand their offense basically statistically a three and out almost immediately. The death like, sentence to your drive. Death your drive is done. So now you've, yep. now you, if it's first and 20, is your best case scenario, right? First and 20 is your best case scenario, but what usually really happens- It's never that. Yeah, yeah, what usually really happens is it's third down, and it was going to be third and two, but now it's third and 12, and you're fucked. You know, like, because like third and long doesn't work anymore. Nobody makes those anymore. It just doesn't work. You have to get up. Or you have an electric run that's 45 yards. And, and it, it gets pulled back. And it yeah. literally would change. It changes the course of the game, man, where it's like you have a first down on the 13-yard line. Here's where I'd be Ready to, to drive and, and cut it to a one-score 100%. game. Here's, sudden, here's where I'd be willing to compromise. 30, and it's second yeah. and 30. You're like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Say we make it an automatic five-yarder, right? That that would work for me. 
And, and But you're right. It still does pull the playback. What about this? It's a from the spot of the ball foul. So you hold someone, and, they, and, and on that play, the offense scores a touchdown. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line because there was a hold. That's tough, though. That's How? Because what if, what, if, what, if, what if the hold was the reason for the run, though? I think you do it from the spot. Wherever the ball carrier, the whole often is the reason for the run. Actually, right, it's wherever the ball carrier was. If it was the, the block that sprang him, and it's right there at the spot, that's where it's from. But if it's like I don't know, yeah, I, just, that, it's, it's, I think it's just, just make it a five yard. It's just make it a five it's, yard. Yeah, it's. It, it, there's, it Can we talk about game. six yards? Is that does it have to be five. an integral integrals of five? Good. Five is good because it's it's that kind of penalty to me you know what i mean like it's it's the same as an offsides to me it's the same as, another a, one. as an illegal one. illegal touching or whatever yeah thing. what about this what about your first two holding calls are five yards and if you have it so to prevent teams from from doing it because they're like fuck it it's five yards what if they miss it that would be the argument against right to prevent teams from doing it just like from hack-a-shacking it First two holding calls are five yards. After that, they're 10 again. So three right. on. I like it. 10. I like it. And it's like, it. well, you put yourselves in that position. I don't know what to fucking tell if, you. If we're changing the holding, I'm into it. Because it is yeah. by, by far my favorite penalty, man. It's, well, but it's, it's ruined so many Sundays pass interference, for me. Bob, we got to talk about pass interference. Because Pat, the PI calls this year have been all over the shop. They've been all over the fucking shop. I don't know what pass interference is anymore. And it's starting to, it's, it's starting to be equivalent to the catch a few years ago. It's, What's a catch? What's the, the catch? Ball, if like, it's before the ball, it's pass interference. To me. Okay, but so what I, about what about the turning around and looking for the ball thing? Is that a rule anymore? Or is that not a rule anymore? I think I've heard conflicting things. Got to look for the ball. Got to look for the ball. Got to look for the ball. You got to if if you're if you're not looking for the ball, you're pass interfering. You Unless you're I mean? not making contact with the guy. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. If you don't make contact, you don't make contact. That's completely different. Couldn't but we if, put rules in place like, like, like Obviously, if you just hold your hand up and it hits your arm, like that's that's cool. That's lucky. But like, sure. If you're if you have your hands up and you're running full force into the dude and you're not, you know, trying to make a play on the ball, like that's definitely pass interference. I I get it. Could we put rules in place that are that are akin to the holds where it's like about where on the jersey you grab them or where like where on their body you grab them or like how long you've held them for? Because there's been situations where I've seen defensive backs like grab a guy for like a second, realize he's about to pass interfere and like change the momentum of the guy's run and take his hands away and still get the flag thrown. And it's like. I've, I saw you make the play. You got off him. Like, I saw you get off him. Like, you have to give some benefit of the doubt to the defender. That's a split-second decision. Uh, so, th- I, in my opinion, pass interference should be a fully reviewable because it's such a big And penalty. challengeable. It's and a challengeable. spot foul. And challengeable. Fully challengeable, fully yes. reviewable. Of course. Fully, because, because if you can, listen, if you can radio down if something is a fumble within four seconds, right? You see him do it all the time where they're like, after instant review of the play, it was found out incomplete pass, second down. On we go. Awesome. Love it. You can do that. I think I can tell you what pass interference is at like, in, in, in full speed. I think like, I can tell you what it is. Right. Full... Why can't they just watch it, right? It's even with the uncatchable balls. Like, you can watch a play, right, and be yeah. like, okay, that contact affected the fact that he was going to catch that ball. But you can literally, but you can literally be like, there's zero, 0% chance he's catching that fucking ball. You can do that on one replay. You can do that on one replay. I do it every week. I'm like, 100%. there's no way he's catching that. Why are they calling that right. PI? I say 100%. that once a week, dude. I say that alone to yeah. myself or with Leah. Especially once it, a fucking week. It's, always, week on it's, my always, it's always in the end zone. It's always in the fucking end zone. 
What about just like kind of not putting it on the rule set, but saying like, you know, just off to the side, just saying like the offensive PI, the, the, the defensive PI calls on in the end zone, in the red zone. Maybe we just soften those just slightly because it kind of should be a battle in there. You know what I mean? Like it should be a little bit of a, of a, of a scrum. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's get into the power rankings. Let's make some, we're, we should make some rule changes, bro. We'd make this game better. Fucking hell. It's unbelievable, honestly. Um, there was a hot debate over number 10 on the power rankings today in the uh, in the group chat, Bob. And I think man, that's mainly because you forgot that the Browns existed, uh, which is fine. Is that what? <laughs> um, no, so uh, actually, you, know, you put the Packers is... originally, or the Packets, as you have it written here. Um, but you put the Packers originally. Which Off my game today. Bro. That just that didn't seem, I, I couldn't allow that. It's <laughs> just like on, I checked the hat. I couldn't allow that. Um, I understand it's not that you're off your game. It's that it's that I think everybody passed. Let me look. Everybody everyone lost six. this week. Everyone lost this week, bro. Everybody on the fucking power rankings. <laughs> everyone lost. The Cowboys and the 49ers and the Ravens. The Dolphins moved up. Everybody lost except the, the Bills. Dolphins, the Dolphins moved up and they lost. Yeah. Well, they looked all right. I just think they sort of that's, lost. That's exactly what happened. Game. You know, like that's... they just sort of like took their foot off the gas, which is, I just think that there is issues in that Dolphins team that that look like that. And I just wonder if like, I also like did not love their like, um, their, I, I don't want to kids these days this, but I, I just, the celebrations were a little much, like they got a little over the top. I, I don't think, do you remember when John Wall jumped on the scorer's table after they won game six against yep, us? Sure do. Isaiah Thomas. Never like, forget it. And it's like, you just think about Kobe and Bryant. Kelly Olenek eliminated, yeah. eliminated him. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, I just think about Kobe Bryant being like, we don't hang divisional banners in this franchise like time at the Lakers. It's like, dude, you can't be jumping around, celebrating, beating Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans in 2023, December of 2023, uh, when like nine other teams have already done that this season. So like, it's not, you don't get to do that. You know, it's, it's all about, optics and i like mike mcdaniel and i like the swagger of that team um but on the day that tyreek hill went out for like i want to say i want to say he went out for long enough to to understand that tua looks like shit if he's not on the field is that a is that a, is that not a nice it's very fair no that's very fair yeah i mean so the way I look at it with the Dolphins, right, is to be, if I'm being perfectly honest, Katie texted me, I didn't hear a single thing you said before that. <laughs> Get off your phone. <laughs> doing a podcast. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Um, Tua just... looked like shit for every down that Tyreek Hill was not on the field. He makes that offense. He's my MVP this year. His... He's gonna so, set, he's gonna set yards from scrimmage records. He's the fastest man alive. He's like he's, you don't get to do like Tuaville when clearly I would look sick if I had Tyreek Hill. I think my arm is actually underrated, but like I would look sick if I had fucking Tyreek Hill. Dude. I'd be like, just run, Tyreek, just run. And I would just fucking if I can just throw it to where he's gonna be, I'm good. <laughs> my favorite part of that whole thing was. I think my arm is underrated. I actually because you just kind of you kind of tossed it. In. You kind of tossed it did in you there. You see how nicely I tossed it. You know, it actually in. though, there's there's actually <laughs> some facts to that statement. But did I'm you see how going. nicely I tossed it in though? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I just, the accuracy I just, of how you I just, tossed it. I can do I can do some stuff with the football. I'm just saying I can throw. You know, I got, I got if, the if you want to if you want to give me if you want to if you want to give me Tyree Kill, 
I think I could throw a touchdown pass in the NFL. Listen, <laughs> so I, I got the hands until I don't have the hands. I'm one of those where like I'll make the greatest. I'm I'm making all the catches until I just don't make the catch. That's um, what separates us from the uh, from the elite, you know. Yeah, it's just being, um, I think um, I'm probably but, the same way with passing, to be honest. So <laughs> with with, with Tyreek, bro, I've never seen a wide receiver affect the game like he does. You know what I mean? Like if if there's ever a guy who's I think some guys MVP, have come close. Not like this though, man. Where uh, where it's where pretty crazy. He he's always open. Always. And it's like even if he's not, just I throw that, it to I his face. Patriots, just I think throw Patriots, it somewhere and he'll run and fucking get it. I think the Patriots undefeated year is the Randy. Craziest. Randy? Yeah. Because okay. I think that's the craziest. That's fair. Like that's the craziest thing I've ever seen from a wide receiver. And I I I accept the argument that like he had Tom Brady and like what well, you know, if like he would if no Randy was on time, a different level. No, year, I mean he was, he was he was like he changed else. that offense into the is like they you remember that up. Jets that Jets that Jets game specifically. I remember he For the Dolphins triple- game where they ran up the score. Yeah, well, remember he was triple teamed against the Jets and literally yeah. just reached up over three and of lost them. Was them? Like, no, no, yeah, no, no. It literally no, became fine. a fucking verb. Yeah, it became a verb. That's how good he was. He just mossing um, people. Is Hild just gonna be like, just run? You, it's I different. You. It's, it's different. But I like I'm. I really have never. Bro, seen we we like. we hilled those cops last night, bro. We were fucking out of there. Tyree Kill turn on the Jets. I think, but I've never seen anything like his running though. I, I've never seen anything like it. Like when he gets he go, well, he has more gear changes in a human being than I've ever seen. Like in sports, and it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. Like that's fair. Yeah. He has like another. He has like an eighth gear, and when he gets to that like eighth gear, it looks like an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Like everybody else is just like fading <laughs> into the background. Like their 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 drawn cartoons are like blurring, and he's just moving. It's like he's it's like he's one of the fucking X Men, dude. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. And then, like, I liked his whole moment where his, like, knee got kind of hurt because he got horse-collared. And then he, like, kind of sprinted the silence, but he sat. He, like, didn't go back in, but he was, like, standing on the sidelines with his helmet off, just, like, getting mad. And I was like, yeah, I like this guy. This is my guy. I mean, I fucking, I, you know, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a, he's, he's, he went to another team, and a lot of people, I think, thought, not everyone, but a lot of people thought that he might fade into obscurity with not Patrick Mahomes throwing him a football. Nope. And instead, he like became more of a big deal yeah. uh, on 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 the football field. And I just and he looks great in that in that Dolphins uniform. To be honest, it, it looks really correct. Um, like you like you once said about Christian McCaffrey, but I don't know. I I think that there's issues with this Dolphins team, and I it's think good. that there's I think that there's things that aren't Tyree Kill that are going to take them down in the playoffs. But I would I would see them. I could see them getting to an AFC Championship game. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, it's, it's a good. Great. Bra- I don't it's think that I it's a good Browns. Think... It's a good Browns conversation we just had too. Um, no, no. I mean, we can jump around. I've decided that lately. <laughs> I I decided that it doesn't. There's no rule. Like I said, like I said earlier, bro. No rules. There's no I, rules. I, I'll I'll talk about the Browns with you, but I'm not gonna do it on the Browns time. All right, they haven't earned that. That's for me. fair. We can. That's fair. They haven't that's earned fair. that. For well, me. When the Browns come up, they'll fuck come up. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. They'll, exactly. They'll come up. Um. Um. No. That's in fact. On that note, let's talk about the Cowboys. Um, okay. I'm okay. I think we kind. Of, I think we kind of thought 
this was going to happen. I like, I feel like I built. We did. Up. We called this. No, we I, talked could, about this. You could take like a, a snippets of the narrative I was constructing. And I, I bet alongside of this narrative, by the way. So thank you to my Cowboys bank. are at number two, by the way, everyone. Yeah, yeah. They're number two on the power rankings. Sorry. Yeah. I'll just read it to them. 49ers, Cowboys, Ravens, Eagles, Dolphins, Chiefs, Bills, Lions, Broncos, Browns. There you go. Spoiled. Boom. So the uh, the number two Cowboys, and it, yeah, Mike even said it, I admire your restraint. The 49ers did look a little too good to not be number one. They did look a little too and good. And they beat us by 40. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do rarely factor in that many games ago, but I, I agree with you. When when it's 44 to 14, you do. What happened during that bye week that made Dak Prescott into a good quarterback? From what I hear, it's his footwork. Um, apparently, he had like a fucking... Okay. A, we didn't, we didn't. We didn't want to think to address that one before. <laughs> uh, that's bro. Apparently, he had an awakening. He, I forget who he was talking to. I mean, it might have been Collinsworth who was saying it, where he was just like, he couldn't believe that he hadn't been prepping and doing, oh, you know, certain I, things that I, he I had been doing. All this. I can't. Bro, even it's this. it's me either. It's so Dak. It's so Dak. It's not even. Funny. Oh shit! Do you have to do this stuff to be good at this? Oh my god! And he's doing Please. it. And he's like. This is this is what I did in college, by the way. All of a sudden, I started studying and I took tests, and I was like, "Oh my god, I know this shit. It's cool." Yeah. Um, yeah, but apparently that's what happened. So, um, I, I don't know. It's just a completely new Dak, man. I still like have this little guy up here in my brain that's like, "Don't fucking trust it." You know, it's like that girl that cheats on you four times and promises. It's not, but like. You're you're diving back in, but like somewhere I can't back relate. Up? Um, the uh, <laughs> I can't either. But you know, just... you're, you're talking about lesser men than me, sir. Um, but, uh, I'm just, you know what I mean? It's it's just there. There's definitely still a doubt in my mind. But this iteration of Dak Prescott makes this team a Super Bowl contender, right? If 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 he's a top, if he's a top one quarterback. In the NFL, MVP favorite. Why the fuck wouldn't we be Super Bowl favorites? You know, we have the best defense. We have a, a legit number one wide receiver, a legit running back, a legit number two wide receiver, a coach who doesn't seem like he's fucking up that much anymore. Well, I, you know, all I, we were missing I, was the quarterback. I'm sorry, but I like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, take victory laps on your, on your happy week, but like, I think I remember pretty clearly saying to you, like, what is it that makes you think Mike McCarthy's dumb or sucks? Is it Aaron Rodgers and his relationship with him? Because that guy's dumb and sucks. Like, I remember saying that to you like two years ago and being like, I always thought Mike McCarthy was a good coach. Like he he's a bit he's a big product of who he has in his in his coaches room, I think. But I I I like his football philosophy. Right I, I, I like his football philosophy. I like his um decisiveness i think he's a decisive man and i think that people in leadership positions in any walk of life uh if you're just decisive that's like 85 percent of the fucking battle to be honest that's, with you. that's so and true. and people just see that you're the one making decisions while they're kind of panicking that they have to right that's just what sort of happens so i never thought mike mccarthy was a bad coach i did get talked out of dak prescott being a good quarterback with his final sort of goodbye next uh, last season he to be fair he talked you out of it you know it was I, I don't like think any, yeah i was gonna say i don't he, think it was like been, it not evidence-based you know right. i um so, and i and i think i did give you like a he's not that guy speech 
Um, but I agreed with it. I think we're talking about like one of the most miraculous turnarounds in the history of the position if he continues to play like this. Because, but I will, I will, I'll put one caveat in here because I just I hear Mike's voice in my head for a second. He hadn't done it against a good team. He did do it against the Eagles team, but I did say this is a good time to play the Eagles. Well, and he's always done this against the Eagles, to be fair. So, so that's that's where I don't think it's the most. It's still obvious. We're not we're not we're not anointing it. We're not declaring. Well, yeah, and, and there's been shades of this before, man. There's there's like I said to you nah, in the, the best chat. He's ever looked. hundred percent. the best. best he's ever oh, hundred percent. But there's always been uh, two three week stretches where people start asking if Dak is a top five quarterback. We've had this conversation before and he always does something every the lowest he ever time. dropped for me was five, to be honest. I think he was, he was close. He five is high for the lowest ever. He was, he was top 10 the whole time. He never dropped below top 10 because you know, we're the, the state of fucking position. I don't know. I, I mean, you know? he's, he's year in year out of playoff quarterback. You know what that's I mean? The, like, but that's what I, but now, He's taken that leap to an elite, and uh, until you know, it's we'll see what happens in the playoffs, bro. I'm nervous. I'm not gonna lie, I'm nervous. But if this is the guy, we'll see. Well, we'll yeah, see. I mean, if he always does do it against the Eagles, like we still haven't really seen that. He thing does. Though. Always talking does. about. We that means we still haven't seen that thing that Mike's always talking about, which is like, is he, yeah. is he going to be able to do it? Like, we're when he's the only game on TV and he goes home if he loses. You know? So we're gonna we're gonna know in the next couple of weeks because beyond the Eagles, we have the Bills this week, uh, and then we have the Dolphins on Christmas Eve. So we got Bills Dolphins back to back coming up. Then I think it's Commanders, and we have a couple of shitty teams after that. But these next two games, if Dak, listen, if if we go, I think you'll beat the Bills. I think you'll beat the Bills. I think we beat the Dolphins too. I, I I questioned it at the beginning of the season, but seeing this Dolphins team, man, and and what they've turned into, we're better than them. We just are. If we play the game that we can play, yeah. See, I I worry about better. the Dolphins game because I think that because of Dak's sort of resurgence or surgence, I guess depending on how you look at it, I I worry that you're going to try to get into like a fucking skills competition with them, and I I would not do that. Like there's there's game tape on how to beat them and like your team is fully capable of doing it exactly the thing you need to do to beat the Dolphins which is like drag them into a trench and beat the fuck out of them and you just did it to the Eagles like you just did it to the Eagles who do it to everybody. You think so we're gonna Seahawks it? We're gonna Seahawks it? I'm just a little worried that you're gonna out. get into yeah because like I'm a little worried that you're gonna be like Ceedee Lamb's gonna be like oh Tyreek Hill's gonna have a better game than me let's see or like don't compare me to Tua you know like just I can hear it in my head I think that it, the, the thing about this Cowboys team though is first of all we had a conversation about their ability to be trench war a trench warfare team and i was higher on that that idea than you were and look look at how they just yeah. did the eagles look at yeah. how they just did the eagles what i think about this cowboys team is what they've displayed to me that they have not displayed in past seasons dak dak is adjacent to this point but i think mike mccarthy gets a lot of credit for this is they make grown-up choices now they like i watch them make grown-up i like, love it big yeah boy, 100%. big boy decisions like all right, that's fine. You can have the ball back. We're gonna we're gonna stop you. We're gonna trust the defense. You know, moments like that. Um, okay, we didn't get the runoff in for the first two downs. We're not gonna run it again on third down just to like be cute. We're just gonna throw a fucking six yard pass. Like, and we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it work. We've got big tight end over the middle plays getting designed for Jake Ferguson. We've got Tony Pollard. He looks great. Um, we got we got Tony Pollard making decisions uh, that that benefit the team. You know, kind of kind of kind of quarterbacking from the backfield. 
um, you know, managing the game on the ground. Uh, the defense since the Diggs injury has gone, I think, from strength to strength. A couple, a couple of notable bad weeks, but what I like about their defense, and you know, I watch this closely, is they were this kind of young upstart ball hawk defense last year and and the year before, and now they're doing this bend don't break thing so effectively, where they're kind of like don't um, like don't. Don't stress if they score on you. We'll stop them on the next one. They don't immediately lose their defensive identity if they give up a couple stupid plays, right? And case in point, when the fumble happens, right? And obviously that's not the that's not the defense's fault, but the Cowboys as a whole feel, I think, feel this way. When the fumble happens, I think the Cowboys team of yesteryear, that fumble happens and they go, fuck, 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 and they and they blow it. In reality, they score one more time and they ice the game and it's all over. That's and that's, exactly what that's a big boy. It was a big boy moment. Because everybody that's a Cowboys fan, I'm sure thought, oh, fuck. Like right when that fumble pit, like for, to the end zone, Jalen Carter, you know, it was the only, it was great, literally great rookie the, year. Because it was the only thing that couldn't happen in that right. moment. It was right. like, what's the to only thing the that game can't back. happen right the now? Game back. A, yeah. strip sack, exactly. a strip sack pick six or whatever, you know, anything right. above. Um, but they didn't do that. They just iced the game. They they so, just like we're better. We're icing the game. Can I elaborate on that defense point? I yeah, think please. that's such such a good point because it is frustrating to see how much they've fallen off since Diggs went out. Um, yeah, maybe uh, as far as impact stats, maybe. But yeah, it, but the eye I, test I, is still strong. If you ask me, a hundred percent. And I think, like you said, in games like that Seahawks game, right, where I'm sitting here, I'm shitting on the defense the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Gilmore, you're getting torched. Bland, Bland got torched. All I, I really game. like Bland, though. I really like. Him. I do too. I love Bland. Love look, Bland. I thought he was one of your. I thought he might have been the best defensive player against the Eagles, unless I'm not he's, thinking he's of really somebody. Good. No, Gilmore was the best defensive player. Gilmore was awesome. Yeah, you're right. I really like watching Gilmore Deron Bland though. Deron Bland was just like always at this. Like he was always like there or thereabouts every time a tackle happened. Erlacher used to be like this. Like if Erlacher didn't get the tackle, he got the assist tackle, or he was like the third man. And I yeah. thought that I thought that in in any open field situation, I I liked that about Deron Bland. He was like there. Your your defense does get beat when they come short a little bit, and they didn't let that happen. And also a really good one on one performance against fucking um uh <laughs> oh my god AJ Brown uh, yeah AJ Brown. It's like that guy physicals everybody. And then what? Sorry, what's the cornerback's name yeah. that went? Gilmore shut the, Gilmore shut him down. It was Gilmore. Gilmore. And then the week before, they switched him on DK Metcalf, and that's two yeah. of the most physical wide receivers, the most the most prototypical physical wide receivers in the that's NFL. That's what Gilmore does, man. He's, he's, and, he's I mean, he played great, man. and he didn't he's, let he didn't let him talk shit to him. He just like stayed in the zone. He, he just said he was really good. AJ Brown called him old, and apparently it pissed Gilmore off, and that's what like lit him up for for this game. But the Seahawks game, right? What what I thought was huge with that was. Like you said, they're getting beat all night. But what happens when the when it matters in the second half? Wayne right. gets a pick, and then Gilmore gets a pick to, right. to to clinch it. And it's like exactly like you said, they they're they're just big boys now. Jake Ferguson, though, I want to talk about him. Oh yeah, I call I called him. I called him like he, week six or week seven. I think he's got all the tools. He does. I thought he was another one of these unathletic white. Oh, he's got great bro. hands. That he can he can run routes. Like he's, he's got all the a things. little. He's looking a little Kelsey-ish on that on that big I long go play. That, that big go that long far. play though. That looks. He's a couple broken tackles. A hurdle. All that's missing is a forty yard like lateral backwards throw. And I would have him watch Antonio Gates tape. 
that's what I would have him watch on this on this Cowboys team. I think that's what they need from him. I think he needs to be able to jump really Red high in the air. Guy. The Red field. guy. Yeah, jump really high in the air in the middle of the field, 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, and jump really high and get the ball. I think that he's taller than everybody. And also, he hits route running holes before safeties, which is super rare for tight ends. So he's either super... I, don't, I haven't watched enough of what happens before he gets there for the catch, but he's either super elusive... And he's like running really nicely hidden routes behind the wide receivers, or he's just fast and athletic enough to hit these seams and then just like jump up in the air and catch the ball. He's a lot of fun to watch. I, and I'm glad they're not using him so much with like, oh yeah, let's like hit him on the, like, let's hit him over by the sideline one yard past the line of scrimmage. Like have him run routes, dude. He can run routes. I, I promise you he can run routes. I've seen it. And yeah, I think they're starting to understand that. He's Witten and Schultz, but more athletic. Yeah, he's got a little Jason Witten to him. He's bigger though. He's a lot he's bigger. bigger. He's bigger. He's faster. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think I like, he's. I think he's got those legs. He's got those like tight end pump pump into the fucking middle and like just jump up really high in the air. Fucking legs. It's crazy. Um, um, I'm in on this team, bro. I'm in. I'm in. I I know I said when I wouldn't get here, but like I'm, I'm in. I think I'm glad. I think if there's any year that I think that we actually do. Have a leg- I have a legitimate chance to watch my team play in the Super Bowl. I think it's this year. If we can beat the 49ers, obviously, big caveat. That's the team we got to get by. But this way, this team that we're playing, that it's playing right now, I think can. So we'll see. Can I just say, by the way, I agree with you, and I'm super happy that you're happy, but I have been fucking on the more optimistic side of this Cowboys team all season. Can I also say, in your fucking face, you said that was the worst Monday Night Football game you've ever watched, and all the turnovers were terrible. And I said Jalen Johnson had one of the best picks of the season because he fucking we've switched to the Bears now, and I want to do the Bears. The, we, he had one of the best picks best. of the season. Oh, he had one of the best picks of the season because he dummied the QB and then fucking ran backwards and jumped up and caught it. And how vindicated was I in the Bears manhandling the fucking Detroit Lions? And him doing the same thing to Jared Goff. He was nine miles. His dick was so far into fucking Jared Goff. <laughs> and he was, he would, he fucking dummied. And then he just backpedaled and just caught the fucking thing. Again, it was the same play on, on a pick. The dude's absolutely electric. He's on fire. We need to get this man a contract. We didn't fucking pick up his contract like idiots, which is so fucking us, right? Is, is it fifth year? Is this fifth year? Yeah, we got it. We yeah. got to get him signed. We got to figure yeah. something out. Big, big, nice, big extension. We got money to pay, spend, and we put ourselves in a position where we have to be player friendly about it. But I came into this season, Bob, saying I think this is what the Bears are going to look like, and then they look like fucking dog shit, and then Justin Fields got hurt, and now I think that they're we're sort of seeing that they're not a two win team like a no, lot of people they're not. are saying. They're not. They're a, they're at least I hope a seven win team, and I think it should have been more. I mean, we could win nine games. It, it's it, it, we'd have to win out; it'd be pretty crazy. But if we win nine games, then like we're exactly where I wanted us to be at the end of this year. Justin Fields is the guy, and then we have fucking Carolina's pick, and we go get Marvin Harrison Jr. Like it's a no brainer. Yeah, right? and it's like even if that's not the decision they make, nothing that's happening is bad for your franchise at no, all because no. like you have that first pick. So even if you do. You know, even if you lose a couple, but field still looks good, you know, you, you you keep your pick high. You can also now shop fields for so much more than he ever had at the beginning. I don't want to shop, you fields. know, 
I'm just saying that option's also still and also his open value for still you. goes up. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? So like, no matter what happens moving forward, personally, I think Ibrahimovic's got to go. No matter what happens, I know he's it's been. I, I just I just think you need to change. I, I think you got to get defensive minded coaches. For me, never work. It never works. Uh, you gotta you gotta have some sort of offensive mindset, and what I think that's Bill the Belichick? same. Like uh, that that's literally where I was going. Where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that's the mindset that's changing in the NFL nowadays, where it's like you got to be defensive minded coaches are so much more rigid in their approaches because they know that they can't lose the game. They can't do this. They can't bro. You got to open this shit up. And if you're going to make Justin Fields be Justin Fields, you need a dude like fucking you need Harbaugh. Who's going to be like, OK, bro. Offense is yours. What the fuck do you want to do? That's what, what I've been calling for. That's you know what I mean? What do you know? You know, I've been calling for. For Justin Fields, I just wanted to go out on the metric of Justin Fields. I just wanted to be as good or not as good as Justin Fields is. Yeah, bro. What and I want to, and because yeah. I'm betting on his ceiling, and you, that's what we have to do in today's NFL. We have to see how good he is. And I would argue that, like, he's the quarterback we kind of are the least decided on in the NFL right now. Like, there's, there's, there's the CJ Strouds yeah. of the world, right? Where it's like, okay, maybe he has a sophomore slump and like less learned folk than us might say like oh no he sucks now it's like no he's clearly good like you know good is good he, he they're gonna have some tape on him but if they a quarterback the is a quarterback him, a quarterback's a quarterback if they if they put the right we- weapons around him etc you and i were very much early on the train of like no brock purdy's good here's why he's good just because you don't have like these athletic tools doesn't yeah, mean not for a good sure quarterback. he makes good decisions look here you go yes he's in a good system but there's quarterbacks that could fuck that up i guarantee you Jimmy Garoppolo, for instance, would be hurt already, and they'd be scrambling to fill the fucking position. So here we are. Um, Fields, we it, it is the most trick or treat quarterback left in the NFL. We still there's still a chance that he could be a top five QB, and there's still a chance that he could be out of the NFL in five years. Like, <laughs> That's so both true. Both of these things are are still on the fucking table. So you have to gamble, and quite frankly, I'm gambling on him because I want. I want to gamble on the idea of Justin Fields because I think that he could literally be the funnest player to watch of my lifetime. And I watched Devin Hester. And I mean, like, of the Bears. I watched Devin Hester, who was so much fucking fun to watch. And I think Fields has the ability to just be so sick. So I agree. You give him Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., you give him DJ Moore, Cole Komet goes up, up in ability one more year. He's got a good backfield. He just does. Like, I like our running room. I I like it. We've had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. A little bit of luck there would be would be really helpful. As far as Eberflus goes, I mean, it's tough because I think he has right at the ship. I think he's worked really hard and done a really good job um, with, with the situation he was in. But I also rate our roster, and I think our roster is better than what they've put on the field. Is it as bad as Nagy? No. It's not. It's not even close. Like the play calling. fucking bar, though. Yeah, of course it is. It's a really, really low bar. But I don't know who you put in, and I'm worried about just giving Justin Fields a third coach in in five years. I hear that. I hear that. And and I, we might have made our bed here unless we can get the offensive coordinator from Detroit. Yeah, Ben Johnson's elite. Agreed. If he was our head coach, I'd be very happy. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that's enough Bears talk on the power ranking show. If they get to nine wins, I hope that they're here for the last last. Listen they can they'll they'll at least be mentioned. They'll be there. Well, they're mentioned anyway. <laughs> they're in the hunt. The Browns are ten. The Joe Flacco thing is not going to last. I love it though. It's funny. I'm in love with it. I it's love funny. It. It's funny. 
Yeah, like you can't tell me watching quarterbacks every Sunday that he's not one of the best fifteen fucking quarterbacks. That so you I think all it does Sunday. is put it puts a it puts the the final bullet point on our point all year that the quarterback play is so bad now. It's so because bad. Joe Flacco, when he was at his best, uh, was a, not our regular season top fifteen fucking QB. Like he went on a crazy Eli Manning esque playoff run, and I think his playoff numbers are not nothing to be sniffed at when he won that Super Bowl, and I think he won that Super Bowl decisively. Um. And he's a big game guy. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. He earned every dollar that he made. But, I mean, it's not going to last. Like, obviously, right? That's just insane. Like, it's just not. All they needed was a guy that can make a couple throws, man. I would watch out. Watch out for the Browns in the playoffs. I think they're going to be tricky. I do. But, like, tricky for for who? They could maybe beat a, a pretender team. Like, yeah. and we're kind of narrowing those guys down anyway. Um, if, like, I don't think they're going to beat the Dolphins in the playoffs, and they're probably the biggest pretender in the AFC, right? That's fair. That's fair. I mean, but they could beat a team like Jags for sure. Yeah, well, the Jags, like, the Jags just did. Losing, losing steam. They're not even on this list, and it didn't even look like they were on the, uh, on the contenders' mentions. So um, the Broncos, uh, Sean Payton, Coach of the Year, kind of backed up what he had to say, kind of backed it up. One in five, right? One in five to seven and six, right? They're seven and six now? The Broncos. The Bron- yeah, seven and yeah. six, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's honestly <clears throat> one of the most remarkable in season turnarounds I've ever seen in my life. Crazy. And, and goes to tell me that, like, I'm never allowed to make any kind of decision or reaction on a team. In the first five weeks of an NFL season, well, we we're going to have to. It's because sort of what keeps uh, the lights on around here. Yeah, we're obviously <laughs> going to do it for the rest of our lives forever. But like, <laughs> it's it's so crazy how different it really is. Because like, we went from watching a team get seventy fucking points dropped on them; they were a joke in the NFL. To beat it, what they beat the Chiefs. They they beat they beat a couple good teams on this run, man, and. And they don't look bad doing it. Like that's the thing is like, no, the offense look, is not that bad to watch. Honestly, Russ kind of looks Russ, like Russell's all right. He's like eighty he percent. Right. He's not the same. Seventy five percent of what he of of what he used to be in Seattle. He's obviously 75%. not the same, but he can make some throws. And but you it's know. those Russ throws that he's making though. It's those like I've rolled out of the pocket on purpose right away, and I've sidearmed it to like over to the sideline. So, yeah. yeah. And it's For like, sure. it's kind of, it's kicking you in the mouth over and over again. And, and you know, the running game, it, it's one of those running games where it's like, it kind of reminds me of New Orleans. Like when Sean Payton was at his best, where it was like, oh yeah, like here's another little guy that's going to run for seven yards. Oh, here's another little guy I've never heard of that's going to run for seven yards. And it's like, yeah, great. Like it, the way that they run, that he runs running back committees, I think is sublime. The Lions got manhandled by the Bears. We've talked about that. The uh, Buffalo Bills does not change my opinion of them beating the Chiefs. I think it was a bullshit win, but also like the Chiefs, you know, they have nobody to fucking throw the ball to. Like, they just don't. Like, they they lead the league and drop passes by, like, a lot. Like, by a very large metric. And it's been yeah. that way since game one. And I think, I mean, I still wouldn't be surprised if they won the fucking Super Bowl, to be honest with you. But the Bills sure as fuck aren't. We talked about the Dolphins. I do want to, I think we could sort of end on this. The Ravens and the Eagles are two teams that have are having very similar, you know, opposing conferences but very similar seasons where there was a lot of wins early. The wins were momentarily unconvincing. 
at times. And the and the the chickens seem to be sort of coming home to roost for both of those teams with varying sort of results. Is that fair? Is that a fair comparison? Yeah. No, I think that's fair for sure. I, um, I think I think it's too bad that Lamar is gearing up to Lamar himself in the playoffs again. Um, it does and, seem and like have that. Mike just take like another Lamar Jackson in the playoffs victory lap. The, the thing is though, is it's the same thing again though, where it's like Lamar was pretty good enough. He was shitty for the first three quarters for sure. He, he oh, was no, making, really bad though. Like, he was really, really bad. He was really right. shit. Fourth quarter though looked like the Lamar of this year again. You know what I mean? So like. If he has the ability to write that ship, I, I I think he'll be okay because that's something that he couldn't do before. Like if you remember, I've had Lamar on my fantasy team before. Like, bro, if if he was under ten points in the first half, you're fucked. He's not writing the ship. That's just the game. It is the Ravens are scoring nine points. Game over. It's done. That's not. It didn't seem like that was the way. And you know, even the resiliency. Like in past years, the Ravens lose that fucking game hundred times out of hundred. They lose that game. But they come back and they win on that fuck. That was an insane ending. Um, but like, yeah. And with the Eagles, though, I kind of knew it was coming. Though, like that, their, their identity as a team makes me feel like I I was more inclined to think they were going to do it in the context of that game and watching that game than I have been in years gone by. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm just like mm, I still have a little bit more faith in them. And honestly, if if they're not your number one pick to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC, like who the fuck is? It has to be them. It has it, to be them. The, the I AFC think there's a clear the... difference between them and the rest of the AFC at this point. And I include the Chiefs in that. Surprisingly, yeah. Well, the Chiefs' offense is doing nothing for me anymore. So I 100% agree with that. They're 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 completely dropped down from that top tier. Like you said, there's there's four good teams. It's the Ravens. The Cowboys, the 49ers, and the fucking Eagles. That's it. You know what I mean? In in everyone else below that is another tier down. And that's I think there's like the an Chiefs. in between there's an in-between tier where it's like good but fatally flawed. And I put the Lions and the Dolphins in that. And yes, then, agreed. And then I think that there's like the kind of like I don't see how you get there teams, which the Chiefs are now in with the Bills. Like we we have to put the Chiefs there with the Bills based on how they've played this season. We just you do. To. You have to. Yeah, you do. It, and then everybody else is like, oh, you're you're pretty good for what we thought you were going to be this year. So it's like they're overachievers. You're 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 getting into the overachievers list because the, the Chiefs and the Bills are underachievers. The Dolphins and the Cow and the Lions are fatally flawed. And then there's the four teams that are good. And realistically, the NFC championship game might be the Super Bowl this year. Well, and it's like exactly what you said is what is the epitome of what happened this week is like you we had the conversation where i was like what the fuck is going on in the nfl and you're like well you know it's really not that surprising you're right like you explained it and it's really not because it's like well all these teams have done that before this is like it it was not the first time that the chiefs what like wide receivers dropped a fuck ton of passes it wasn't the first time the ravens defense let up a lot of very unnecessary points or or wasn't the first time time shit the bed the texans shit the bed against the team they should be based on what they've been doing it wasn't the first time that the uh the eagles folded to what should be one of their biggest rivals it would that happened the, the week fucking before right and it wasn't just lost like fold like they fucking they bent over and they fucking took it and these flaws in these teams i mean there's fatal flaws in almost all of them to be honest uh if the 49ers stay healthy they'll probably win the whole fucking thing because their fatal flaws is, is is durability if they stay healthy they're yep. they're, they're the best team they're tough to beat. If, they're if not they going to. They're not fucking going to though. They're not going to though. 
because it's a domino effect on that team too. I like, think he's everyone's Debo too. fucking hurt. Debo Debo's so big. He's for that. He he's, he's so insane. good, man. He's, he's he's so crazy. Yeah, he's unreal. I got um, Brandon Brandon Ayuk on my on a couple of my fantasy teams, and it's so annoying because you're like, dude, this guy would be a wide receiver one fucking anywhere else. Like he would be like he'd be getting you twenty points a game anywhere else. Like this, and he's like. You barely even notice him out there yeah, compared, yeah. like he, you know, it's like it's bananas how good Debo is because Debo also has this like weird like lateral movement thing where he's like not even a wide receiver. He's, he's a like, running back. He's a running back wide receiver. It's so crazy. What, he's what Cordell Patterson always wished. He I was, was gonna mention Cordell Patterson. That's so yeah. funny. He fucking yeah. saved. He's like Cordell Patterson on steroids. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, it's what they. Like, really it's like Jalen Brown. The it's like Jalen Brown to Jeff Green. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, same, yeah, yeah, same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but the Jeff Green might be a little bit of an insult to Cordell Patterson. He was really good. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Green's still Patterson around. Was good. Jeff Those... Green's still around. He's... So is Cordell Patterson, bro. I know. Well, different timelines, but yeah, Cordell Patterson was a bear. He was good. Yeah. I liked him. I was disappointed when we got rid of him. I used to love getting him on fantasy because I tried to get him off you a couple years ago. I you think. get kickoff. You get kickoff. You and all these different else, like, and... points. I'm like, yeah, yeah I can great. put him anywhere. It's awesome. Um, what do you think about the Eagles, though? Honestly, do you think like take your Cowboys bias away for a second? Like, I that I think that Jalen Hurts has been hurt all year, I and think I the think defense... that like the different the different coordinators are making it an impact. And I just they don't look quite as elite as they did last year to me, even though yeah. the numbers may dispute that. The the defense to me is the biggest is the biggest one. Uh, you you see what kind of coach? Uh, what's his name over in Indy? Um, fuck is his name? The the old D coordinator for for whoever the Dude, you're asking Eagles me about last names. Year. I can not never remember. Anything. Yeah, I, me, I don't know. Um, but whoever the coach is in Indy right now, um, obviously had a big James impact. James Steichen. Steichen, yeah, he, he he was a great D coordinator, and it's obvious how lacking that secondary is. The Eagles still have big play guys and athletes on defense. You remember how good that front seven was last year, bro? They were fucking unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This year, it just doesn't. It's it's completely lacking from that intimidation on defense. Like there's there's no point. You know, last year when we played the Eagles, every time Dak dropped back the pass, it was like ah oh, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. None of that yesterday. What or uh, on Sunday? Not 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 for a second. It was there was time. He was able to sit back and like pick the defense apart. The secondary doesn't apply any pressure anymore. They're not ball hawking like they were last year. So it, it's clear that the coordinator has a big effect because it's the same guys. And they have they have they have Jordan Davis now on top of it. So it's like, you know, you, you, and they just signed fucking Darius Leonard, um, which he made the wrong decision. Fuck you, bro. Should have came to the Cowboys. Um, I mean, listen, I, I think for me. Talent is obviously the number one factor when when you're building a front seven. Like if you need you need at least one to be an elite front seven, you need at least one guy that's elite at something. So you need a Brian Urlacher, you need a, a, a Michael Strahan, you need a Micah Parsons. Like you need one of these guys within that group to be a game changer, right? And I think that there's there's huge upsides to having great corners and great safeties, but the game is won and lost in the trenches still in, in a lot of ways. I mean, not to keep bringing up the Bears, but one thing that Everflus has done that I really enjoy is that he there's a lot of identity in our front seven all of a sudden. Since we brought Mar uh, Montez Sweat in and Tremaine Edmonds has really like come through and it's like they're doing a thing I've been asking them to do since all the times I had to watch Patriots games 
and a thing that Bill Belichick always had his teams doing, and it's the little things. It's it's everybody on that Bears team when their defense plays well, they make the first tackle. Like you don't. It's like, so huge. It's they, so they, huge. It's basically the most important thing on defense. It's the most important thing because it's it's a momentum game. And if Tremaine Edmonds was out there making tackles that he had no business making, you know, like it was like, how did that, you know, those moments where you're like, how did that guy go down? Like, I didn't even see where the guy came from. It was like a scrum and Tremaine Edmonds is like hooking an ankle and just taking him down. Right. And it's like these momentum killers. And I think the Eagles, and obviously it's very different than the Eagles of last year compared to the Bears of now, but I think that's the base that you build on. That's how you see like, but stopping the run, you know, for first time tackles, then you can start to say, okay, yeah, try to punch the fucking ball out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it. You get you get a moment where you can like backpedal and try to take to take a pick here and like in the cover too if you're a linebacker. The the they need to start from square one again, you know. And I know it's a tough time for them to do it, but that front seven is talented and they do it very very fast if they did it correctly. And I just think that they're very loose, really really loose. Like they're just they're just playing re- like the Cowboys exploited it. They were like, you guys just you you look like you're playing third and ten and you're up to two two scores. On every fucking play, on zero zero. That's what that Eagles defense looked like to me against the Cowboys. So I really enjoyed Tony Pollard. I've been a big Tony Pollard fan for a couple of years, largely due to you. But I mean, that whole Cowboys backfield plus Dak, they got whatever they wanted from from ten to fifteen yards. They got whatever they wanted for that whole game. And yep. it's like you can't you can't win a Super Bowl if your defense looks like that. You know, the Chiefs so- are are sort of guilty of it too. I mean, the big thing we talk about with the Chiefs all, all year is the fact that they have no fucking receivers, but their defense was elite for four weeks. And now they're sort of letting in dumb, kind of like longer, you know, what should be a three-yard run was a seven-yard run. What should be a seven-yard run is a 15-yard run, like that kind of stuff. I'm watching the Chiefs do it too. So it's like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's a longevity thing. Maybe they're they're like, you know, they're professionals. They're coming into the playoffs. They're like, well, we got to save our legs here. Or like, it's not a contract year or whatever the fuck. But... I don't know. I mean, that you're right. You're right. I agree with you wholeheartedly. The, the Eagles defense is the problem. A good D coordinator gives your team so much swag. It's just, it's, it's proven. I've seen, I've had Dan Quinn in Dallas now for three, four years, man. And I've had multiple defenses under him where you just, you feel the swag permeating off of that. Like, it's an identity. It's, it really is, man. And it's like it, the, the first iteration of it was the Jalen Smith LVE linebacker. Remember, they did like the Wolf. When they they were good, the DAC rookie year, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's it's matured, and that's what's missing from this Eagles. Where it's like last year they had that identity, bro. They 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 whooped your ass, mm-hmm. and now they just don't have it. So yeah, it all circles back to the coach, man. It has to. It has to. Uh, in Chicago, a name that's hallowed uh, across the the ears of every young Bears fan is Buddy Ryan. The defensive, yeah, player. exactly. He, he, he carried off the field, bro. The um, the guy that just said like we're 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 meaner, you know, we're leaner. And if they try to hand the ball off, like, yeah, I mean, it's nice eighty five, but if they try to hand the ball off and run on us, like, you should take that as a personal affront. You should take that. You should take. You should be insulted by that. The the forty six defense, like, I mean, it's it's essentially untenable now. You can still run it in Madden. But you can't really run it in the NFL anymore. Maybe in very hyper-specific situations, like receivers are too fast. Um, maybe if you had like the best strong safety of all time, you could actually run the forty-six. I have a the- I have theories about this. If you can like cover a huge zone, but the forty-six is like, oh, you're running the ball on us. Like cool, like cool. Or like 
your quarterback is going to beat us, let's see that. We're running the 46. You, like, let, let's let's let Mitch Trubisky beat us. Like, is it going to work? I don't think so. We're going to run the 46. There's going to be Definitely open not. guys all over the fucking field. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to get to him in less than three seconds. We're going to get to him in less than three seconds. Can he handle that? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, and then there's like blitz counters to that. There's like, you know, uh, Mike McDaniel's offense in in in, in uh, Miami, like Tua gets the ball out of his hands in like less than three seconds almost every single time. It's like how all the plays are designed. And I think that's because Mike McDaniel knows he's limited as a QB. Yeah. Um, honestly, on talent, Dak has all the things. He really does have all the things. Telling me that he like hadn't studied for any tests up until this point is aggravating. It's so stupid. Because he's lost me buddy <laughs> in the past because of how good he should be. But... I'm willing to say that if the Cowboys can somehow beat the 49ers in the playoffs, they're Super Bowl champions. Would that be fair? Yeah, I agree with that. Which, which makes me think that them being number two on this list is pretty fair. Yeah, the only team I can see stopping them is the 49ers. I don't. If the Cowboys lose to anyone else in the playoffs, it's a disappointment to me. Even well, you guys have failed again. Is the problem agreed? If you lose to the 49ers, you can kind of go home with your head held high. You can you go, although that would be three years in a row, so that would kind of really fucking hurt. But no, it would hurt, obviously. Of course, it would hurt. I understand that it would hurt, but it's it's I think if you get to the Super Bowl, you win the Super Bowl this year. The path there is is crazy. I don't think you're beating the 49ers either. I think you need the 49ers to lose to someone else, which is weird, but true, right? Probably not going to happen though. But like, if they were to lose to the Eagles, can that happen at this point? Could they lose to the? No, they. Yeah, yeah, they could lose to the Eagles. If we get the one, if you get the one, if we get the one, yeah, they could lose to the Eagles. And then you see the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. I'm betting big on the Cowboys in that game for sure. For sure. Let's not get there yet. Come on, the I'm Eagles happy to be number. I'm just happy to be number two. I'm happy to be number two this late into the Who season. Who does number two work for? Harris, no. Yeah, to go one, to go one. Listen, I, I lucky charms. <laughs> I'm I, he dies first, and I was bummed me out. Um, I'm high on the Cowboys, Bob. I, I genuinely am. I'm lower on the Chiefs than I've ever been. I'm higher on the Cowboys than I've ever been. Essentially, it's it's like you're putting stuff in the food around here at the at the missing the point offices. Um, I I I can't even speak to it. I mean, you should be on cloud nine right now. Cowboys yeah, are doing great. The Chiefs are as bad as you said they were all last year. You know, you're a year early on that take. Uh, if you use Mike's logic, you know, he called the I'm on Cowboys, point, bro. I'm he, on Mike, point. Mike, Mike called the Lions being the best team in the NFC like Seven 17 years ago. Years ago. Yeah. So, uh, that, means, that means that his take came true. They were 3-13 um, that year. But this is true. But, um, but you know, here we are. We all say things, and sometimes we're right and sometimes we're wrong. But... Um, yeah. I am I'm proud of you for for being very cool about the power rankings this year and putting the Steelers in where the times where I thought that they should have been in. I don't think losing to two two win teams two weeks in a row they'll yeah. never be in again. Well, okay, yeah. but you said that you literally said that before. You like you like quite literally said it before like a lot of times. Like you just like and that's like every it, time it, they it, drop out, that's borderline it. a catch. They're done. But that's like what has always been what what's castration. What's become funny about the Steelers narrative. Like, I just just thinking back to the fact that they went eleven and zero in that in that season. It's like that. It, that I still agree with my old take, even though it be, your take became true. Because an eleven and zero team is a good team. Like you can't. It's like undeniable. But this is what they do. They're so trick or treat, and they're and they're just annoying. They hang around. He'll still finish with an above five hundred record. You just know he's gonna. It's the worst above five hundred team I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but like 
that hyperbole doesn't change the facts. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. And then the problem is, and the thing that annoys you about it is they could take that above 500 team into the off season, make a couple of tweaks, draft a fourth round wide receiver out of like, I don't know. Central Michigan, Central Michigan. Right. Or like a UCF. That's where AB came from. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit. (laughs) It's like, here they are again. I I don't, I, uh, in the, is Kenny Pickett the guy uh, scale? I don't think so, but like, God, what a great reminder of uh, why I want to Mitch. Mitch is Mitch. Oh my God. Mitch is not. You know, I saw him win games. I saw him dominate games. I went, he went 13 and three, bro. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely did see him like do well, but I always knew, I always knew that like he wasn't good, you know, like on some level, I just always, always know. Like I, you know, when you watch a quarterback, bro, the Mitch's sons was a really funny you bit, know, though, wasn't you it? No, yeah, well, that was a good except, bit. For a tur- years ago. I just said this on the other show. It turned into the dark ages real fucking fast, though. It still wasn't funny. much of an assance. No, that's the, that's was, the funny. That's the funny of it. Still this, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you do like the Rustassance, that's probably a better play on words, and it's really happening. But it's less fun when it like doesn't go insane, you know. <laughs> Well, we're we're both Kenny Pickett fans, though. Where do you where do you right. I, I do like Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett a lot. I, I think he could be good. I, I just, I mean, Matt Canada was the worst offensive coordinator in the history of the NFL. And I don't know, man. I, I just don't. Josh McDaniels. Yeah, well, McDaniels was a bad OC, but Matt Patricia. No, Matt Patricia. Really yeah, that's Matt actually Patricia kind of who really I meant. Bad. They're like the same yeah. guy in my head now. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Steelers. We we can't end the show talking about the Steelers because everyone's just gonna think about the Steelers all week and want to fucking kill them. Yeah, they are. They're so kind of like herpes. that's where they're at. They're, they're kind of like herpes, honestly. They just never go. You can't away. never you truly just, go. You away. know what I mean, bro? It's so. I mean, it's it hurts me because for me, it's like I watch like. I feel bad for you that you have to watch that team every week. No, but it's it's not that. It's like genuinely like by week three. I had given up on the Bears, and I was just like, "You typical fucking useless cunts!" I every season I'm up on every high, year, every year, and you're just a bu- and that was like whatever. It's usually where I am, bro. And then I where become I am. and then I become like a sports atheist, and I get to put on red zone, and I get to you know, and I get to be like, ah, I'm just like looking at the whole NFL. It's awesome. The problem with the Steelers this year is like I've watched my wife, who I love dearly, like deep, deep in my heart, I care for this human being. And I know that she genuinely cares about this, the successes and, and, and failures of this team. And they just like flattered to deceive all year. Like they, I knew that they, they've done this to her twice now where I knew deep down they weren't good. I'm trying to put it out into the universe for her benefit to make them good. But I know deep down they're not. And I know they're going to disappoint her. And then they do this. This is the exact thing they do every year. They take this little fucking slump where they're like, oh, we're not actually going to do anything. Just so you know. And then she has to be like, oh, OK, cool. Um, and like, she's also, she's also a huge Penguins fan and the Penguins have also been doing shitty. So it's like, as a real sports fan, I, I understand that it's, it's harming her like emotionally, you know? Um, so I want the Steelers to be good. I genuinely do. I don't think anyone else in your contenders list is good. There's no good teams, bro. There's no good team. The Jaguars should be. I think the Bengals are the example of the good team. Like they're a good team for how they're doing since Joe Burrow. Agreed. 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 They're much better than I thought they were, for sure. Like they, they're like we're still the Bengals, you fucking bitches. Like we, st- like if the if Joe Burrow, right, and the Bengals had continued their run of form, their resurgence, and done the thing they do every year, we would be sitting here going like the Bengals are a shoo-in in the AFC now that the Chiefs aren't good, 
right? Agreed. Like Agreed. we would 100 percent be like, oh, it's the Bengals because it wouldn't be the fucking Ravens because it'd be Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game, and Lamar Jackson's not beating Joe Burrow in an AFC Championship game. He's just not. So he he could maybe win an AFC Championship game when Joe Burrow's not around, or he could maybe win an AFC Championship game when fucking Patrick Mahomes is has the worst collection of fucking twinkle toed dildos running around with fucking dildos for hands trying to catch balls. Right, just looking like a bunch of fucking dildo handers, right? So Edward dildo dildos. hands, just dildos. How are you supposed big to catch bag, a ball with dildos for fingers? Big bag of dicks. How do you catch a ball with dildos for fingers? You don't. You know what you do when you have dildos for fingers? You go fuck yourself. All right, everybody, I'm so that's, sorry. That's for the better. Fucking low that's better. standard of the that's NFL better. this season. The the NFL standard is fucking slipped. The refereeing has slipped. The, the general play is with the quarterbacking is at an all-time fucking low, quite frankly. It's at an all-time low. And I think they need to take a long, hard look in the mirror because what it's gearing up to, to me to be is one of those really lame Super Bowls where the like fucking 49ers... Wallace. Yeah, the 49ers beat the Ravens 49-3. to And you're just like, all right, who brought dip? You know, I it's uh, fuck, you know, and, and we we've been pretty we've been pretty blessed with some pretty good Super Bowls in our lifetime. I'm not gonna lie. Some really nice ones, but also some fucking stinkers. You my all time least favorite was uh Raiders, Raiders, uh Raven, Bucks. Uh, Bucks, yeah. That yeah, was that, was that was just was, like that was a bad one. But you knew, uh, right? You just Steelers, knew. Steelers, Steelers, Seahawks was really bad. Yeah, but Steelers Cardinals was one of the best of the all best, time. The best fucking game I've Maybe ever lost the best in my ever. entire life. Maybe the best yeah, ever. That was yeah. unbelievable. That was um it, I wanted the Cardinals to win that game so fucking bad. I was kind of pulling for Larry Fitz. That's like, why, bro. And like it was that. Cardinals. Like, yeah. Who the yeah. fuck doesn't want the Cardinals to but win? But I also, like, I didn't hate that Steelers team. Like, Heinz Ward, I liked. I like Santonio, too. I Santonio really like Santonio. Holmes. Santonio Holmes, I love. I love and, Santonio Holmes. I always yeah, think. I mean, that Steelers team was just good. I was also a huge Palomalu fan because, like, people were like, Oh, fucking Troy Polamalu, like, he comes and, like, shows on the line of scrimmage. I'm like, yeah, dude, he can get back. Like, he can literally backpedal so fucking fast. Like, he'll go drop back into coverage if he wants. That's how fucking athletic he is. It's he's insane. so good. Yeah, he It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, he just was, enjoy the athleticism while it's here, you fucking dildos. It's so great. Dildos! All right. It's awesome. We talked about the NFL. I'm disappointed in them this year, and I think they all need to take a long, hard look at themselves in the offseason, quite frankly. I, I agree. Think all, I think they all need to put in work this summer. I think the whole league needs to put in work this summer. Um, and honestly, I think what we can really do for ourselves, Bob, is we can just go in as just complete virgins next year. Just be like, I don't know. Wipe the slate. I don't know. I, I, everybody's starting at zero. We're not doing the narrative from the beginning next year. We're just going like, everybody's at zero. Show me what you got. Unless the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, you, you're welcome to fucking do whatever honestly use the floor is yours if the cow number one you should, all you should year. do an hour-long like solo pot if the oh my God, was when the super bro. you should do I, it it's just gonna be me just jerking off to Dak prescott i was yeah i mean we, we don't have any content on pornhub at the moment so it's hey. time it's time it's time to upload to the hub branch out to all audiences craig's always saying we're you know we gotta we gotta hit every every avenue you know if we want to grow um, all right, well, for myself, DK Sizzle, for the real BK, Bob Kelly, this good is way to the, end uh, the fucking Power Rankings podcast. Oh, my God. I can't wait this, until this turns into the playoffs podcast, and we're just talking about how fun the 49ers are to watch. Um, good night, everybody. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. 
Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hath Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.